0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of the Arsenal News Show. Join you every morning at 10 10 a.m. What? 8 a.m. UK time. Why have I got 10 a.m. stuck in my mind? That's when we do the Arsenal way. Um, But yes, 8 a.m. every single day. Good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much, as always, for making this a part of your morning routine uh do drop a like on the video if you haven't done so already and subscribe to the channel if you're new to it as well we are agonizingly close uh to hitting forty-five thousand subs so if you are new or you got friends and family that don't even watch the channel just like hijack their phone and when i say hijack i mean pick it up off next to them go onto their youtube app type in the gun talk and just hit that subscribe button you know if all of you did that we'd be at 90,000 subscribers. <laughs> I'm advocating you doing this. So you've got my permission to subscribe on your family and friends accounts. That's, 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 your, that's your, your mission. It's your Friday mission. Um, good morning, everybody joining us in the chat box live. Martin, good morning to you, to Matt G, to Rich, uh, to Jean NSW, Jack, Carl Franklin. Uh, good morning to Red Star. uh, good morning to Paul, Ray, Temi. Uh Waju. Uh, I'm hoping I pronounced that correctly. Uh Matt, good morning to you. Ben, aguna Cliff, Penny Ween, uh, M R M, Stuart, Lynn, uh, who I haven't seen in a while. Good to see you in the chat box, Lynn. Uh Jose uh, as well. Plenty more of you. Two. Um, absolutely. Uh, let's crack on with today's stuff, shall we? Uh, first of all, uh, Gabrielle Jesus. Uh, returned to London Coney and myself, Owen and Dr. Raj had a good chat about that, plus the Brentford game on the Eat Sleep Arsenal repeat podcast. So if you haven't yet had the opportunity to uh, give that a watch, please make sure you do uh, some really good insight and good chats about Jesus, about Everton, about Brentford uh, with me, Owen and Dr. Raj. So uh, certainly worth a listen. It's the latest Uh, video uh, as they describe it now on YouTube like the live streams and the videos are separated I don't know why YouTube did it but they have but uh, yes that's the latest video upload uh, on the channel whereas this is of course the latest live upload on the channel I really dislike what YouTube do Sometimes with the decisions they make, um, Arsenal will face Chelsea in the League Cup semi, uh, League Cup final rather. Uh, Chelsea with the likes of Sam Kerr absolutely battered, West Ham United seven nil. Um, Arsenal, of course, managed to just scrape through with an extra time uh, victory over Manchester City, a much more difficult prospect, of course. But they will face at Selhurst Park a very, very difficult test in Chelsea. Um, fingers crossed they can do the business, but it's always going to be very hard playing against who are probably, no, I mean, they are the best team in England. It pains me to say, and I hope that Arsenal could do something in the WSL this season to overturn that in the same season that maybe the men's team also wins a first Premier League title in a significant period of time. It would be great to overcome Chelsea, but they are quite silly in terms of how good they are. So yes, uh massive congratulations to the Arsenal girls to get to the final, but they will face uh, Chelsea there, which will be a very tough prospect indeed. Um, The Emirates Stadium, North London. Uh, Welcome to the North London artwork is now up at the ground as well. You'll be able to see the artwork on Saturday. Those that are, of course, attending, you'll be able to go around and look at all the different artworks that have been put up around the stadium, taking your photos, getting the reactions of those as well. It's going to be great. And I look forward to hearing what people have to say about seeing them for the first time. I know a lot of people have already seen them because they've been up to have a look around the stadium. But it's great, uh, I think, to obviously see uh, the different artwork that's gone up around the stadium. I hopefully will get my first opportunity when the Europa League gets back under the way. But yes, it's uh, fingers crossed going to be very soon indeed that I can get up there. For another fixture, Uh, Martin Odegaard did an interview with the Players' Tribune. Um, If you've not yet watched the YouTube video on their channel, please go and do that. It's very, very well made. As a video maker, I love watching different types of cuts and camera angles and panning shots and the way in which they film it and it's it's very very well put together uh, it's a very good piece of content the kind of stuff that i wish i had the resources to be able to put that st- type of stuff and the confidence as well uh, to put kind of this amount of editing it's something i've always wanted to learn how to do and when you watch videos that have been as well produced as this one it does it's inspiring stuff not only that but you can also read the extended article which contains quotes from well beyond the video that you can watch on YouTube. So it's worth you investing time into both the video and the article. I wanted to pick out uh, one of my favorite parts of the article to, to read to you this morning. Um, he talks about uh, meeting with Mikel Arteta for the first time. Um, this is obviously about the, the loan situation that we signed him on in January of 2021, I want to say, maybe 22. It might have been 22. Um, no, no. It was definitely 21. Uh, He says, uh, this little memory in the back of my mind just flashed up the second my agent mentioned that Arsenal were interested. It just felt right. I spoke to Mikel Arteta on a Zoom call and he told me all about the project. At the time, Arsenal were not doing very well. They were way down in like 15th in the table. But that meeting, honestly, I challenge anyone to come away from a meeting with Arteta and not believe everything he tells you. He is next level. It's hard to explain. He's passionate. He's intense. And sometimes, yeah, he's a bit crazy. But when he speaks, you understand what that whatever he says will happen and that will happen he told me his plan everything he was building towards he knew exactly what needed to change at the club he told me all about these amazing young players in the squad sack and martinelli smithrow etc etc he told me how he wanted me to fit in and how i was going to improve I got this strong feeling that he was onto something really special. And not that I needed any more convincing, but I got so many messages from Arsenal fans on Instagram telling me to sign. Not just me, my whole family, friends and everyone I follow. It's such an amazing active fan base. Random people I know would show me how the comments on their posts were full of stuff like, tell Martin to sign for Arsenal. That was just wow. So yeah, I wanted to read that little excerpt to you because I think it was a really great part of that interview and that... uh whole piece. So yes, as I've said, if you haven't yet had the opportunity to go and watch the video uh, and then read through the article on the Players' Tribune website, I suggest you go and do it. But I think this is just, it's such a great kind of, uh, it encapsulates everything that I really did think about Arteta right at the start that I certainly lost sight of as results weren't going particularly well. And I just could not see kind of the light through the trees at some stage. But it's so obvious when you hear people like Martin Erdegaard, who is a brilliantly intelligent young man, really knows his stuff, uh, speaks really, really well, describes his journey from um, uh, from Stromsge, I think it is, um, in uh, in Norway, all the way through to Real Madrid, Real Sociedad, Vitesse, Heron Vane, you know, these clubs he spent time on Lona and then, of course, ending up at Arsenal. Um, and it was just a great story and a great listen, and as I say, certainly worth investing some of your time into. Now, our main story of today revolves around the the re- return of the European Super League. Yes, did you think this was over? No, of course, and we knew at some stage the European Super League would be back. Now, A twenty two, who are a uh, basically a, a company, a sporting performance company uh, that are promoting a revamped Super League. They're headed up by an executive called Bernd Reichart, who produced a video and they did an interview where they basically talked through all the ideas and the changes. I'll read you a couple of excerpts from Um, his interview with German newspaper Debates, where he says, the foundations of European football are in danger of collapsing. It's time for change. It is is the clubs that bear the entrepreneurial risk. That's a new word for us today uh, in football. It's not like remuneration. Oh, yes, that's the word. (laughs) But when important decisions are at stake, they are too often forced to sit idly by on the sidelines as the sporting and financial foundations crumble around them. Now, the idea is that they've had discussions with at least, I think, 50 different clubs around Europe about the potential for a European Super League. And that he says the vast majority of them agree uh, in the sense of kind of that it's something that would be more beneficial. Now, when you hear European Super League now, the immediate kind of response is to go, nope don't want to be not involved in it don't care about it uh it was awful last time whatever it's going to be it's going to be terrible now you know me i try to approach everything new with an open mind now this isn't necessarily new this is a new kind of version of what we knew what it was the way in which i try to look at this whole landscape of football is that i don't particularly like fifa i don't know about you i don't really like fifa um i don't really like uefa either and I think that the if you've watched the FIFA documentary, and if you've watched um, the any of the documentaries around the people that have been involved in these in these organisations, that they have used our beloved sport of football in completely the wrong way. And do I really want those to be in charge? Do I really want Jenny Infantino to be in charge of, of of football? And the answer is no. I don't really want them to be in charge however whilst the idea of giving clubs the um the power the control of their competitions to me sounds more um a likeable idea than it does for fifa and for uefa in particular to be in control of it um i still don't trust the people that are involved with all the clubs and that's that's the problem that we have is that I don't particularly like Florentino Perez. I don't particularly like what Manchester City as a club have done. I don't particularly like what Chelsea as a football club have done. And, you know, there's things in the past that Arsenal, like us jumping into the initial Super League idea, that makes me not particularly like some of the decisions that those at Arsenal have made. And so whilst I don't necessarily like the idea of FIFA and UEFA controlling football, it's it's almost like it's a lose-lose situation for us as fans. Do you know what I mean? It's it's almost like no matter who is in charge of football, it doesn't matter because we just can't trust anybody to make the right decision. Um, I don't know. Bulgarian Gunnar says it would be worse. There is absolutely zero way of knowing that it would be. We don't know that. We don't know whether or not it would be worse. And also, we don't know about the wording of the word worse. We don't know what worse means. Um, We don't know what it would look like. We don't know what it is. Um, I'm very much on the fence. But there are certain things that, that need to be absolute in this. A is that home games are played at home. That is always going to be something that I am so passionately against changing. That home games should be at home. If Arsenal have a home match, it is played at the Emirates in North London. If you want to move a Champions League final somewhere in Europe, you know that's fine. We do that already. If you want to move um, like something that's continental, that's, uh, that's that type of like goes across borders, sure. But home games should stay at home. Simple, plain as that. Plus, the idea is this is a European. Super League, Um, so the idea of moving a a home Arsenal game to the Middle East or to America or to Asia, you know, no, no, that's that's not what this is about and uh, football clubs are, and the birthright of each football club of where it comes from and where it originates has to stay genuine and where it is. And I know that we have listeners to this channel that don't agree with me on this and that's fine we all have our opinions and those listeners of course I believe most of the time are from places where they don't get to see much football because obviously it's not it doesn't really go out to the middle east especially arsenal and things like that or to asia or to africa or to the states but it's it is part and parcel of the sport it is the sport is the home games are played at home and that's always something I'm going to be very very passionately driven to always hopefully see remain in that place. And Josh Kroenke has already given that guarantee to uh, in discussions with, uh, of course, Arsenal. Um, He's given those discussions with the Arsenal fans that he said he could guarantee that a home game of Arsenal would never be played away from North London, um, would never be played away from our home. So it needs to stay that way. And and Josh Kroenke, as our current uh, director and slash owner, although I know Stan's the owner, has said that. Also, we need to make sure that if there, there is accountability for performance, so relegation, promotion, that nothing is given on historical merit. And if we're honest, we're all, those that are very like, no, we need to keep it in the Champions League, etc. The Champions League is changing. The Champions League is changing to a system whereby teams will qualify based on historical merit, which is exactly one of the big reasons what people were so vehemently against with the Super League, with the new revamp of the Champions League, with the expansion of the Champions League, it is said that a number of teams will be included based upon historical merit. And so if that was your big problem with the Super League, that teams would be allowed in no matter who they are and that there's no accountability, if the Super League suddenly turns around and removes that aspect, all of a sudden, the thing that those want to back, which is the Champions League remaining as it is, suddenly becomes the competition that is the competition that is basing qualification to some degree on historical merit. Um, (laughs) And for me, that that's obviously the big hypocrisy of all this. Um, I will remain open-minded to the idea of putting football into the hands of individuals that have the sport at heart and not finances. The problem is with this is that I have absolutely no trust or faith that that would be happening. So, It's not like I can get behind this idea at all because I have no faith or belief that that is what is happening. I want football to be genuine, legitimate and in the power of supporters. You know, the supporters need to come first. Absolutely. Every time supporters must come first. Um, And if that changes, you know, it's a sport that we won't stop watching or stop supporting. And unfortunately, that's our big weakness as fans. We won't ever, ever stop following our club. We won't ever stop watching our club because we love it so much and we are exploited for that fact and it's a shame. Um, But that is... That is it. That is the crux of the problem, that we are exploited for our faith, we're exploited for our commitment, we're exploited for our passion. And uh, and they know that no matter what happens, we will continue to watch, continue to pay to watch. And there'll always be fans out there that will continue to commit their time and money towards this sport, no matter who runs it, no matter what competition it's played in. I mean, let's be honest, if the Super League was started and Arsenal were in it, we'd still watch it. If we're being very honest with ourselves, we might turn around and say, I don't want to watch it. But at the end of the day, we probably still would. I know I would, which makes me a massive hypocrite. I know that fact. So, you know, it's, again, something I remain open, more open-minded to if it's done in the right way. But I just have little to no faith at all that it would be done in the right way. But the current state of football is that it is also not being done in the right way. I don't believe football is currently in the right state, in the right place, and hasn't been for a very long time. And if you need any evidence of that, Again, as I said at the start of this little monologue, go and watch the FIFA documentary. It will give you all the information you need to learn why that's the case. Um, Partey and Reece Nelson both trained. Uh, however, Smith Rowe is missing from training images ahead of the game against Brentford. Charles Watts tweeted out that there is an expectation that um, uh, he won't be involved, which is a real shame and a real frustration. But uh, yeah, that's a real, a real blow. I was really hoping Smith Rowe would return for this game. But again, we are in a position whereby, unfortunately, uh, there's no real indication of, of how serious this injury is. We've had no uh, information on, on how serious it is or how frustrating it is or when we might see him back, just that he's not yet re- ready, not yet fit. We need some more info. Hopefully Arteta in his press conference today, he is facing the media today. I won't be there, but Kai Karnak will be. Hopefully we get some information on Emil Smith-Rowe. Because we need him back. Um, We need him back because he adds that. He adds what we need to the group. Anyway, that brings us to an end to part one. We're going to go to part two and your questions right after this. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes at McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app at participating restaurants. 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Uh, As uh, we do ahead of the games, of course, there is a preview show for you guys tonight, 5pm UK time. I've already put a message out into the Discord server, so if you haven't yet seen it, I just need to do a quick check to see if we've got any spaces left in our TGT Discord server. We've got two slots left, so if anyone would like to come on to the preview show tonight at 5pm and you're in our Discord server uh, of course, which you can get access to by becoming an expert member or a TGT ambassador. Link in the description sometimes. You have to use your laptops to actually join up as a member because iOS and stuff like that doesn't support it on YouTube for some reason. But um, that's how you do it. If you've always wondered why is he talking about memberships and I don't know how even where to look for this, that's how you do it. So if you go to uh, the link in the description and get involved, you can come on to our previews every single week. And soon we'll be doing two previews a week because we're going to start getting very, very hectic regarding fixtures. So. Without further ado, no, let's go to your questions in the chat box. Um, Lynn says, Tom, if we don't want a Super League within the, the PI, because that is what we are, Premier League, I suppose, because that is what we are moving toward with clubs like Chelsea and Manchester City and Newcastle, do you think there should be a cap on what is paid for a player? Um, pretty much. I think that one of the big reasons why the the Super League will uh, potentially become more of an ideal situation is um, because they will offer financial restrictions on spending and they will try to level the playing field a lot more than it is currently enabled to do. And so, yeah, uh, it's one of the pluses that if they look towards making spending a lot more restricted and controlled, Uh, Of course, it's the idea to give teams like Real Madrid, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Italian, French, um, Spanish and German clubs, you know, the ability to be more competitive with the Premier League. Of course, people say, "But we're the Premier League and, you know, we've got loads of money because we do. Uh, And the idea is that it would level the playing field more with our European counterparts. And people don't particularly like the idea of that. But it arguably would stop the likes of Man City winning four out of the last five titles, it would stop Chelsea from doing what they're currently doing right now and doing it continued into the future. So mm-hmm. there are arguments that suggest that the current state of financial fair play is a joke, and it is, and it isn't stopping what we're seeing from happening. And so you can get state-backed teams coming in and just dominating football. I mean, if that's your type of thing, great. It's not really mine, to be honest. I'd rather that... You were rewarded for smart decision making, good recruitment, good development, um, smart selling, smart buying, uh, and ultimately good coaching rather than just paying your way like you would on an ultimate team. To winning sort of thing so yeah that's that's kind of where my heads at. um amira says if martinelli starts saturday and we're chasing a goal how do you feel about trossard on for xhaka he probably interchange with gabby a bit like jesus does it also adds rather than replacing a goal threat i think it's something that Arteta needs to be better at he needs to be better at making changes that are more proactive that are more system dynamic that changes the way in which we play um so yeah, I would be open to seeing a more offensive change if we are chasing. And it's only in those situations that we need to be focused on. Um, Matthew says, they want risk-free investment. They care little for football's heritage and almost open contempt for legacy fans. Any new European Super League proposals must be treated with the utmost suspicion. Reject this one. Um, again, it needs to be, as I said, I've got an open mind. It's not me sitting here saying the European Super League's the way forward. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you need to... I'm not completely closed off to the idea of a revamp of what we look at as this sport. If it takes it away from authorities that are and have evidence of corruption, and if you watch the FIFA documentary, you know, we, we unfortunately have got that um, there. Uh, I think that we need to be looking in a situation where we are more open to the idea of things changing and the whoever's in control of football changes kind of hands, so that's in better hands but how you work out whose better hands are better than others is very very difficult to know uh, ever to be honest Uh, Paul says are we getting to the point where there will be a split in European football with two or more organizations running European football the current setup seems untenable but is that about greed more than anything else and that's the thing is like does the current situation feel untenable does UEFA's running of European football, does FIFA's running of global football, feel untenable? Because it does a bit to me. I'm kind of done with UEFA and FIFA. I'm sick of them. I really am sick of them as as organisations. I just feel as though that not enough is done um, to restrict the ridiculous investment and spending of certain clubs. I feel as though that we see evidence based upon these documentaries, watch that things that just don't just aren't right that go on in the world of football and that have been going on for some time and still. Allegedly, can continue. Um, I and that's why I'm not when you see the words, the idea of someone coming in and wanting to change things, I'm not immediately going, Oh, stuff that stuff that don't want anything to do with that. Because I am more open minded to the idea of change. Um, I think there are some people that say they don't want things to change because they like things how they are in terms of the Champions League. Well, I'm sorry, but that's changing because of UEFA. <laughs> UEFA are changing. the 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 champions league to a different format to a bigger format to a round robin system instead of group stages where you'll have i think even more games than we have right now the world cup is expanding and changing and they want to do the world cup every two years according to fifa now something arson wenger wanted to do when is there a break when is there too much football when do we ask that as question as supporters when is there too much football for the players um and I'm not saying the people that are suggesting the Super League would make that any better. I'm just saying if there is an alternative, I don't just immediately disregard it um, just because it's different to what we've currently got. Because what we've currently got needs to be better. I think that we must all agree on that fact. What we have right now needs to be better. Um, Jean says, don't be impatient with Smith-Rowe. He needs time and even another year it will build up his worth. It is less than a year he played regularly have patience I do have patience I do have patience with Smith Rowe Uh, I I understand that big injuries can happen after you've recovered from surgery so I am certainly patient with him but I know that people out there will be losing that patience some people certainly will be Sam says Tom don't you think it's very hypocritical that FIFA and the FA etc are holding teams accountable when they can't keep themselves in check who holds them accountable It's absolutely a fair question. Uh, Marcus says, does the Super League mean more games away from the Emirates and that we need to politely ask Tom not to go? (laughs) Uh, Ray says, didn't the Premier League team sign a document saying that they will not join the Super League after the first mention of it? I think so, but it'll probably be in that format. It'll probably be like they agreed not to join that specific format. So all you need to do is change the format and then you've got you've got a difference, haven't you? So it's very, very difficult to know the instance outs without knowing what the document is that they signed. It's almost impossible to know. Um, let's go to Tim who says, should McChelsea fans be quivering in their boots seeing the allegations presented to Manchester City? Um, I think that if if they think that they've done something wrong, then they should. If they think they've done what uh, that City have done, then obviously they should be worried. But who knows if that's what they've done? We don't know. Because they've spent a lot of money doesn't mean they haven't done it like in in the realms of financial fair play. We don't know. We're all talking about amortization and things being spread across a number of years, and there being so many loopholes around big spending that teams can kind of avoid the FFP sanctions. It just seems mad the idea that you've got something that's you've got FFP, which is designed to restrict spending, and yet there are all these loopholes that exist. Surely, why did they not think of that? You have to question that. You have to question that. Guna Jake says, Tom, do you think that because Barca and Real Madrid have hogged the majority of TV rights, the rest of the league suffered financially and thus left the league less compatible compared to the Premier League? Yes, uh, if you're not aware of kind of how the TV rights are split across other leagues compared to the Premier League, it's quite different. Um, In fact, I'd rather get the facts. Spanish, La Liga, TV rights split. Uh, I don't know if there's any information that we can have a look at so revenue so this is a uh this is from a website called statista uh, that says the revenue from television broadcast broadcasting rights of soccer clubs in spain's highest professional league in the season of 2021 22 um and this is in revenue in millions of euros real madrid 160 million euros barcelona 160 million euros i'm rounding up I'm rounding down. Uh, Atletico Madrid, 130 million euros. Sevilla, this is the fourth team down, 87 million. Valencia, 70 million. Real Sociedad, 70 million. Villarreal, 67 million. Athletic Club, 66 million. Real Betis, 65 million. Espanyol, 54 million. Hatafe, 54 million. Uh, Certo Vigo, 53. And if we go all the way down to Real Mallorca at the bottom, 45. So it jumps from 160 for the top club to half, just over half that with the fourth place club. That's the disparagement between clubs in Spain. That's the difference that we're looking at. Um, I don't know how it splits. So the TV rights split in the Premier League. So I'm a quick check. It might make me like a right mug if it's really different. Um, how much do TV rights, uh, the club by club breakdown of the 2021-22 TV rights? That's the kind of thing I want if my ad block for a second allows me to change this yes here we go um each club is given an equal share of the 79 million pounds from the domestic and overseas tv deals with an extra facility fee depending on how many times they're broadcast they can then receive a 5.6 million pound share of the premier league's combined commercial income this is on website um planet football uh premier league clubs also receive an extra share of overseas tv rights income Uh, value depending on how high up the table they finish and this is referred to as merit payments Uh, we've broken down each club's earnings from tv and prize money for the 21 22 campaign ranking them in order of how much they made over the season so uh, Manchester City earned a total of 164 million Um, Liverpool earned 162 million Tottenham earned 155 million Uh, this is for 21 22 Chelsea earned 155 million Man United earned 149 million. West Ham earned 143 million. Uh, If I go down to the bottom, 20th place. So Norwich in last place in the league in 21-22. I think this is what it was. Yes. Uh, Sorry, 2021. 98 million pounds. So the difference between first and last place in the Premier League, according to this, is around 60 million, 65 million pounds. Whereas if you looked at La Liga, the difference between first and last place is more than 115 million, pounds, million euros in their case. That's the difference of split that we're talking about in a league like La Liga compared to a league like the Premier League, where they try and make it much more fairly split between the clubs and the, and the ruling. So, it, it, it's it's mental to to look at it in that way to see the disparagement the difference between different leagues and how they compare of how they split revenue of tv deals like that but yeah it's uh it's a real uh it's a real shame um that it's not done more fairly and i think it damages like if you look at spain and la liga for instance it damages the the competitiveness of the league if they made that more competitive and they gave teams that are finishing in the bottom half a more equal share, it would be better to watch because they'd be able to do more, develop players more, buy better players. But it's not that. It's the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor. Um, Poor in very, you know, (laughs) extremely exaggerated quotation marks. Poor. But you know what I mean. Uh, Aditya says, Tom, all that Super League talk and just wondering if you have seen the War of the Super League episodes on Apple TV. I haven't yet. I will add it to my list. Thank you for making me aware of that um let's go to tim who says chelsea are continuously exploiting loopholes like you say uh, to the point that ffp had to be invented and now changed for the second time this summer Set the foot down or keep letting Chelsea exploit. Uh, Stephen says the FFP rules are good. The problem has always been the will to prosecute them as well as the clever ways that clubs avoid them. Man City pushed this too far and the threat of an independent body has made the Premier League act now. In Stephen's opinion, uh, Chris says Tom. Just curious, do you watch any NFL or NBA? I don't. Uh, if so, what aspects of either league could be adapted to football? I don't watch either, so I, I can't give you any any answer to that, Chris. I'm sorry, uh, not my thing. If, if North American sports, uh, ice hockey, which I don't really watch, but I enjoy when I do get involved in it, but not involved in it, I'd die. <laughs> but watch it. So there you go. Um, let's go to. Matt says, also, every time UEFA put fines and bans down, they're always turned over by CAS. They, I, don't, I don't know if it's always, but, you know, we've seen that recently with Man City. They seem to want to put some tough actions down, but always get overturned. It seems that no one can win. Akmal says, uh, uh, Sharoy on the Big Six said, the timing of City getting charged might be because of the new regulators coming in, and that the FA is trying to show they can self-regulate and does not need the government's involvement, uh, potentially. Uh, it's impossible to know without evidence, of course, but it's something that needs to change. Look, I agree with uh, Sir so Nicholas, says salary cap. I think we need salary caps. I need, think we need spending caps. I think we need stricter restrictions, you know, around spending. And I think that it, that needs to go across football. And if that's not going to be done by the current people that are running the game, you've got to have more of an open mind to the idea of things changing. The problem is, is that we can't ever be that trustworthy of who comes in. And that that's always going to be that barrier. Um, it's sometimes people would say it's better the devil, you know, than the devil you don't. And I completely get that. Um, but I'm just not closed off. I'm just not shutting a door to to anything different happening because different could be better. And for that risk of it being potentially better, I'm willing to have an open mind to it. But in the current state of what we're being talked about with the current Super League as what it was before, it, they'd have to make some seriously better improvements. The idea of that to have any chance of convincing anybody that it's the right way for football to move forwards. Um, Anyway, I've gone on longer than I usually do, uh, especially on a Friday. Uh, Have a fantastic day. Enjoy your weekends. Take your minds off football, if you like, because we've got a big day tomorrow for Arsenal fans, of course. Today, of course, we will be doing our preview show, as I say, for the Brentford match. So if you would like to join us at 5 p.m. UK time tonight, you can. I'll be chatting to some of the members in the Discord server about that game against Brentford. So do please, indeed... uh, join us for that it would very much be my pleasure to see you do so do drop a like on the video would very much like to hear uh, your thoughts in the comment section down below on any of the things that we've discussed um i do always say to people please try to watch the whole show before leaving a comment that really does help because sometimes people do comments saying how could you say this about this and then I've actually already addressed their comment in a later part of the show. But there you go. Um, thank you, sir. Thank you, sirs and missus uh, for sir and madams. It should be madams, wouldn't it? Really? Missus. Oh, I do, I do lose it sometimes on these morning shows. The last week has been hectic and crazy. I've been so busy, so tired. I've barely slept. And I think it's certainly affected my ability to uh, to talk in these morning shows. But thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for always showing your support and your commitment to the channel. It means so much. Um, Thank you for listening. I'll speak to you very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mate's already got booked for a double dip in, and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. delivery. You in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply. see mcdonald's.com. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.